Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're here on the episode. We are. We're here on the episode. We're here on the <laughs> podcast. We're here on the mic. Uh, and it is Memorial Day weekend. What are you guys doing for the holiday? Oh my gosh. I didn't, no, uh, actually. So I never been, know it's a holiday till someone's like, what do you do for the holiday? I'm like, what holiday is it? Oh I yeah. Know. I'm just happy to have Monday off, which, you know, Monday know. We, we sometimes have meetings. So they just got pushed to Tuesday. So it's not really the best. Oh. Um, there's so there's this guy named Anderson Pock or Anderson Pack. I'm not sure how to say his name that Jeff really, really likes, loves really. We went to a concert of his, like when we first started dating and now he started this band with Bruno Mars called Silk Sonic. And they're that, they sing that song. I'm gonna leave the door open. You guys probably heard it, but anyway, yeah, probably there's a couple songs that are like chilling on the radio. And so now they have a residency in Vegas. They've had it for a while and Jeff's been trying to go we finally got tickets cause it's like the last weekend and it's this big kind of seventies style. So we went shopping last night, trying to find like bell bottoms and stuff. So anyway, couldn't find outfits for him. So we got to go out again today. Cause we really want to like dress up for it. So we're mm-hmm. doing that tonight, but the rest of the weekend, nothing. And we didn't even plan the concert for the holiday weekend. It just was because mm-hmm. it was the last weekend they were having it, but that's, oh, that's cool. it. That's Otherwise a- fun. I always love a good dress up party. Yeah. Good excuse to dress up. It's sometimes stressful to like find the clothes. You're like, why are we doing this? But then it's so fun when you do it. Yeah. I know. Thrift shops, man. Usually something. That's where we've been yesterday. We went to three. We got to go to two more today. I mean, (laughs) honestly, Amazon, if you have enough, if like foresight is usually I've gone to like eighties parties and stuff, you can find like literally if you type in like eighties clothes, women, like a whole bunch of shit. Oh yeah. It's like a whole thing. That was our problem. We were like, we should have been doing this about two weeks ago, but you know, as the last minute people we are, (laughs) we're stressing out today. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice. Yeah. I think today I'm going to work a lot and you and I are recording and then I'm going from here to the gym. I have to record a warm up and a cool down for my new fitness program called physique 40. Nice. And, um, then I'm going to do some other work. Um, I'm going to try and take tomorrow off like completely. So we'll see how that goes. Be around the beach. We have something called Fiesta Hermosa. Have you ever been there, been to that? It's like a little street fair. They do it every Memorial day and labor day in Hermosa, which is just like South of here. And, um, yeah, so we're going to walk around that, hang out at the beach, do uh, all the things Then I'm headed to Austin next week for my mastermind. So excited to see everybody. Yay. Yeah. It should be fun. But what, uh, what are we talking about today? So yeah, we posted in the Facebook group and I really, really liked this. Um, uh, I, I asked if I could say your name, so I won't say a last name because you didn't respond yet, but Jessica asked a question. There's tons of Jessica's in the world. So hopefully it's still (laughs) semi-anonymous. Um, she said, so she, we asked, you know, if there's anything with she, anybody would like us to talk about. And she said, this is a really good problem to have, but I would love to hear your thoughts on defining new goals after you achieve your big ones and don't know what to do next. And just, there were some comments below it. Um, someone else said they just crossed off their biggest professional goal today. 
She said she has a few other ones to accomplish by December, but feeling a little bit meh about those. Mm -hmm. And then Jessica replied, honestly, I'm way further in life than I ever planned for already. And I'm struggling with a little, I'm struggling a little without an overarching goal to focus on. It's such a good problem to have, but still a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I love this because it is like, what if you are farther than you thought you'd be? And you're like, now what? And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of overachievers, a lot of people in this group who listen to us probably are like, we I know you and I probably attract people similar to us, which we've been very driven. We've had a lot of goals in the past. We've been ambitious. And so what do you do when you hit those things? And we've kind of talked about what do you do when you hit those things or you get the thing and you don't want that anymore. But I think this Mm -hmm. is a great one of what if you hit them and then, and then what, like, what's the next goal? You know, I feel like this is something all of us are going to run into at some point. Maybe it's not like a huge goal. Like I can sort of talk about it from the business side, but maybe it's not like this massive goal, but we've done so many episodes on like, the script, right? The quote unquote, the scripts, what you're supposed to do. And I think we've talked a lot about being in your twenties and thirties and feeling a lot of pressure to have a plan, to know exactly what you're doing, to get all the things, especially as women, like, you know, around like, you know, forties or whatever, oftentimes we can't have maybe a baby naturally. So there is like this sort of like urgency that happens up until like 40 ish. So it's like, do we have the career that we want? Do we, do we find, you know, the person we want to be with? Did we get married, have kids? Did we buy the house? Do we have the investments? Do we have the 401k? Like it's a lot of just like sort of ticking things off the box. We've talked previously about, you know, whose script is that? Is it okay to question the script? What if you're quote unquote behind, but on the flip side, and I love this question because it is counterintuitive, but I think a lot of us feel this way. And I think honestly, most of us probably will, if we haven't at some point this feeling, and I think this is why people have midlife crises, to be honest, they check all the boxes and then they're 40 something and they go, what else is there? Do I just keep rinse and repeating this forever and ever and ever. Like looking at, I was thinking about that, you and I turning 40 last year and going like, God, like if I'm lucky, I'm like not even halfway done with my life Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like, holy shit. There's another, hopefully if I'm lucky 40 plus years to live, that's a long ass time. And I think, you know, if you feel like you've had a lot of wins and you've done a lot in your life and you get to that age and you're like, okay, I've checked all the boxes. Like now what? That's when people get into what I would consider to be maybe less, um, helpful coping mechanisms. Right. Cause there is a sort of, I think all of this, a lot of this comes down to feeling, uh, like a lack of purpose, Mm. you know, especially when you get the thing. And so I'll speak from personal, you know, my personal life this past year, uh, at Jill Fit, we had seven figures and, you know, Jill Fit's been in business for 11 plus years. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a, I, I didn't show up on day one of the business and be like, I need to make seven figures in a year. Like it wasn't a very big goal. It only became kind of a goal in the last few years. Um, and so when we did, I can tell you just from my perspective, like there's a feeling of like pride, like we did it, we did what it took and we really were focused and we were driven and the team did well and we worked well together and we made it happen. But I can tell you now that we're here, I do have a feeling of like, I have to keep it up for sure. You know, this idea, it's very elusive. It feels really, so maybe for you, it's in your business, you achieve a certain level of success or you achieve a certain title or you achieve a certain level of revenue. And then there's this feeling of like, I can't backslide, you know, and I don't have anxiety around it. I'm, I'm confident, but I don't even want that. I want it to be like, okay, to like not have a seven figure year, you know? So I'm sort of trying to check myself now and go, Mm. you know, yes, it's a feeling of relief and pride and whatever, but then also 
I'm trying to check myself with my own like neurotic feelings of like, I have to keep this up. I have to do more. I have to keep doing more. It's like, no, I think there's going to be like you and I've talked about a lot. There's seasons in your, in your life for everything. There's a season for maybe focusing more on your career, maybe focusing more on your family, focusing on, you know, your relationship when maybe if things go sideways. And I think you need to honor that season. And luckily I just came into a season where like my ducks were pretty much in a row in my relationship. And I sort of had the, the way, the, um, ambition and the resources and the uh, mental energy to go for a big professional goal. Um, but I think you, the lackluster is the word, right? It's this feeling of now what, and it's funny. Cause actually what's the, I think it's like a, it is a quote of some kind that says like, you know, beware of reaching your goal because like Mark Manson talked about this openly when he had, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, he wrote that book and it was New York times bestseller on the bestseller list, like for months years. and months yeah. and years. Yeah. <laughs> And that was his dream. His dream was to become a New York Times, number one New York Times bestseller. And he, he went through a period after that of sort of depression because yeah. he was like, this has been, I've been so focused on this for so many years. And then when it happens, there is this feeling, like he said, he was just like playing video games for like two years, kind of like depressed, you know, kind of like what else is there? And I think this is really important because oftentimes we have a dream. We almost like don't expect to hit it sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're like, and then we do. And while we're happy and we have pride and whatever, there is a, an emptiness, I feel like. And I think that's normal. It's so normal. I'm so glad you brought up too the feeling of having to feel like you have to keep it up because I felt like that in fitness too when totally. I hit a competition and I was lean and then I'm like, now I have to stay this lean all the time because I worked so hard to get here and I can't yep. backslide. Right. And um, there's a guy, uh, Iron Cowboy James. He's on Instagram. That's his name on Instagram. Um, he's a, he's a, um, ultra marathon runner. And he recently did this thing this year. He ran a hundred ultra marathon, ultra marathons. That's I don't know what they're miles. called. Yeah. He ran a hundred of those for a hundred days straight. <gasps> so what? this dude was basically running 90% of his day and then go to sleep, but he did it at home. So he did it in Utah, like on a track or something. And people were coming out and cheering him on but he's been posting and I haven't even looked at the post in the last probably two months, but he finished and we were like, oh my gosh, so cool. We watched the live and I was like, this is crazy. So emotional just to even be part of watching something like that. And, um, and he's been going through his own kind of funk and depression because he had this long goal and a hundred days is a long time to be pushing for something that extreme. And his body is just kind of shutting down mentally. He doesn't know what to do. And I think sometimes and I want to say that this is the lie. The lie is that you have to do something else to keep going. And I feel like we, we tell ourselves, like, I was so driven. I had purpose during that. And I was just talking to Cassie Ho about this. She did another 90 day journey. And she was like, she was about four days out from it. She goes, Danny, I don't know what I'm going to do next, because I feel like when I'm doing this, I'm focused and I have something to go for. Mm. And I'm worried that I'm going to be in a funk if I don't have another goal. And I think that is a common thing to be in a funk if you don't have another goal, but I don't yep. think you have to, right. I think you can find something that just, you find a place where you're at peace. And one of the things that I would say I did, and this was out of just pure survival because I was finding myself in a funk was after my competitions. And when my body was kind of going into its rebellion of adrenal fatigue, I remember I had this book from 2003 that I re-pulled out. It was called Working Out, Working Within. And it was about kind of the outer body, but also working on your mind. And I realized that I couldn't work out anymore because my body had to heal. 
So I started working on my mind. I started reading a lot of books. I started doing a lot of stuff like meditation and yoga, which I really didn't like. Like this is stuff that for a person who's very driven and ambitious, doesn't want to slow down, doesn't want to do yoga, doesn't want to meditate, but it was what I could do. And so I think there's ways that you can start to find some inner peace in the meantime, while you're not sure about the next goal. And there doesn't necessarily have to be a next goal, but the next goal could be something completely different. It doesn't have, let's say you're doing a body goal. The next goal doesn't have to be another body goal. Like this dude doesn't have to go, well, now I got to do 300 races. Like God forbid, um, your next goal doesn't have to be like $10 million, but maybe it's, you know, I had a goal when I was younger to see 30 countries before I was 30. And so it gave me something exciting to look forward to, but it wasn't a goal that was ambitious driven. It was like fun driven. Mm, So something I might suggest is like doing something fun, like maybe learning how to roller skate or going to see all 50 States in the United States. If if that's something that excites you or going to a certain number of beaches or something that could be outside of the realm of ambition, but something that gives you something fun to do, to check off a list. If you need those. Cause I think a lot of us do need that, like need a checklist, need something to do, but it doesn't have to be the next big goal. It could be something really fun like that. So I love that. To me, that feels a little bit different than that feels like I'm not my, my self-worth isn't tied to seeing 50 countries, right. Or whatever. Right. Like that sounds like it's fun, but it's like, cool. Like that sounds like it's fun. And it gives me a sense of direction and a sense of purpose and something to focus on, but my self-worth isn't tied to it. You know, and I think that we can easily, when it comes to career stuff or money stuff or body stuff, get very tied into, I need to do this because if I don't, I'm not worthy or I need to keep progressing. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that this feeling like you don't need to have a goal. It's my clients. A lot of times after they, they're like work for months and months on a launch, they go through the launch and they have this sort of like launch let down afterwards, whether it went really well or whether it didn't go well, it takes a lot of mental energy, but it's also really focused. And a lot of them have been saying, I know what to be posting. I know what to be doing when I'm in a launch but I don't know what to be doing when I'm not launching. And so it's kind of like, maybe you can think about that and just like extrapolate that into your whole life. So if you have a goal, awesome, go get it. And then enjoy not having a goal, you know, and try to find a, a way to, enjoy and sort of enjoy the holding pattern, you know, and, and I don't think it needs to constantly be climbing constantly be, we've talked about this in other episodes where most people, as soon as they hit their goal, they, they assume that they're going to be someone different or they're going to have a different life or like they expect for this like big outcome. And what actually happens is they just feel a sense of relief. You know, that's sort of how I felt when we hit seven figures last year, I was like, yay. Yeah, we did it. Awesome. Yay, <laughs> yeah. We did it. Like, you know, I'm so I'm glad, but it wasn't, you know, and so I think, um, I think it's okay to not also have a goal to have a time where maybe you're not striving and where you're just in a holding pattern and, and find a way to enjoy that. And I think a lot of this comes down to a sense of purpose. And so to answer the question of like the midlife crisis question, I think that really is what it comes down to. Oftentimes people mm-hmm. will do the things like have an affair, buy a sports car, you know, like sell all their shit and go nomadic. Like they'll just do stuff like that because they're looking for different. They're looking for novel. They're looking for something that's going to give them us like that dopamine hit. And I think it's fine. I think all of us need that. 
But I would say that you need to find purpose with something that's bigger than you. It can't be about your body, right? It can't be about your title at work. It can't be about money in your bank account. Like it just can't, you can't be passionate about money. You can be passionate about making an impact that generates money. You can be passionate about, um, you know, exercising and getting fit for exercising and getting fit's sake. But I, I would say that if you want long-term fulfillment, over the course of years and your life, it needs to be about something bigger than you. So that's why I do love business. If we take away like the, the monetary aspect, like when you're helping people, you're making, you're changing their lives. And that to me is what fills my, up my cup more than anything else. And when we make a lot of money doing that, that just tells me that we've reached a lot of lives, like that we've impacted a lot of people, you know, that's mm -hmm. sort of the direction I'll never forget. Brendan Burchard says, you know, one of the things he says is you need money to sustain the message. And I believe that that's why money to me is important, not because it's like, I need to be rich, but it's because the more money we're generating the business, the more we can continue to put money back into the business to really exponentiate the message and get out the messages that we believe are important. So I would say it's really about fulfillment. What on a, I don't know, what could be something that whether it's, it doesn't have to be, it could be charity work, right? It could mm -hmm. be, um, you know, big brothers, big sisters. It can be creating a pro like doing a project, like you said, starting a new activity, learning a new skill. I mean, anything to feel engaged, but we don't have to put so much sense of self-worth on those things. We can separate it from like, I'm a good person. You're a good person. Now you're a valuable person. Now you're a worthy person. Now doesn't you're accolades or your uh, titles or the money in your bank account or the weight on the scale is just, it's separate from you as a person. So figuring out a way to feel fulfillment without having necessarily those big goals. Yep. This is a toughie. And I think that's the word too, is engagement, finding ways that you can be engaged in, in life. And one of the comments below said, I guess now it's time to level up. Like and I think that sometimes is the fallacy is we have to hit the next thing. And I think there is sometimes, yes, there is a time to level up, like, cool, you hit your goal. Now let's hit the next level. But it's not always, it's not to say like, like seven figures. Now we got to go for 10. Now we got to go for hundred. There is not like, I was telling this, I think on your um, mastermind call, sometimes you're not prepared to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the next level isn't really the best place for you to go. I was sharing a story about our e-commerce business and we had this mantra of 10K day. We were trying to hit $10,000 and we didn't have enough infrastructure to hit 10,000. We were hitting $7,000 days and almost $8,000 days. And we were 800 orders behind. And I'm like, shut the ads down. We can't hit a 10 K day. We're going to do refunds. We're going to mess this all up. So sometimes our goals, the next level isn't sustainable or even realistic for our lifestyle. So sometimes yes. we got to cut those next level goals. Like, like I said, the guy should not be doing 200 days. Of well, I mean, could you imagine if you were like, I need to get even leaner now, yeah. or I need to, you know, I need to go pro it's like, I don't know. I mean, you can covet the outcome without wanting mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day routine that it would take to do that. I loved how you pointed that out. Cause sometimes it's not the right time or choice to go to the next level. You have mm -hmm. to always filter it through what is the reality of that? You know, a 10 K day sounds amazing, but infrastructure wise, you're, you're fucking trying to figure it out. Right. And you're not ready for it. And so I think that's so valid to go like, Hey, we might not be ready for that because we might not be able to, or want to do yeah. what it takes. You know, yeah. you and I always tell this story about you and I went to, we would work out at gold's gym in Venice. So many people so close to competing, getting up on stage, so lean, so beautiful. And I remember just being really like, just um, 
admiring the bodies, but at the same time going, there's no fucking way I would ever want to live that lifestyle again. Mm-hmm. We've done it. You know? So I think if you find yourself coveting a certain level of success, ask yourself, do I really like, and this is a personal decision, filter it through what I actually want to do, what that person has to do. I'll tell you yeah. what, like seven figure business, it's great and all, but we have a lot more money going out the door than ever before. Right. So like, yeah. there's a different level of pressure. Now I have a lot more team members. I'm responsible for their well being. Like, and it's great. It's a next level of accountability and responsibility, but you know, there's some days where I'm just like, I wish I wasn't responsible, you know, mm-hmm. for a team, you know, where I'm like, ah, that'd be nice to just, just be me can make changes and can decide not to work or whatever. But now we have certain levels of income. We need to bring in every single month to make sure everyone's paid. And that's a different level of responsibility. So it comes with new challenges. I wouldn't always say better challenges. So I think it's always just important to filter it through like what I actually want to do, what it took to even get to that next level. And it's totally okay to say, no, actually, no. Yeah. I don't think the next level is always the next step for hitting a goal. I I do think, you know, as talking to Cassie after her 90 days, I really do think it's about the engagement. It's the it's the process. It's mm-hmm. trying to reach for something. So finding something that you will be engaged in, that's fun. It could be, I remember Chris Harder did a read 30 mm-hmm. books in 30 days. Like that's a big challenge, something exciting to him. I think finding things that are exciting to you, that would be challenging for you that don't have to be the next level of something, just right. something different. different. And, and for me, like that reading, um, when I couldn't do body stuff, it was like, okay, what can I do? Mm. And it, I didn't really have a goal. It was just like, I knew I needed to focus inward because I had all this extra time, right? I was working out two hours a day plus. So I remember thinking, what am I going to do with all this extra time I have? I have two hours a day that I used to be at the gym where my mind was busy, whether it was just focused on the treadmill or how many minutes were left of cardio. But I had two day, two hours a day where I needed to do something. So I didn't go crazy. So I put that into reading books and meditating and and doing yoga and trying to learn more about myself. So if yours is like a time consuming thing, and I think that's why this iron cowboy, James, he was running for probably eight to 12 hours a day. Like, yeah, what do you do with that time? You've got to find something and be aware, like just in case, and we'll just say this, that you might find a period of depression or being in a funk or feeling like this you're like, now what? And that's normal because you have been going towards something, but also be aware that you don't have to strive for the next thing and hit the next biggest thing just because you hit it. There's a whole variety in the world of things you could do, choose to do. And it doesn't have to be the next level of what you just accomplished. So good. I know it's funny. I remember I'll never forget. I think it was in like 2015, I was running a year long program and I had been previously running a year long program, but that year I was like, you know what? I'm going to take December off. And so I just made it an 11 month program. And the month of December, I remember like sitting in my apartment and being like, who needs me? Anybody need anything? <laughs> like, I remember just feeling like, cause I, I didn't have any calls. I wasn't talking to my clients. I wasn't in the trenches. I started to feel like really depressed mm. because I wasn't engaged. I will never do that again. I need to be in the trenches with my clients because that's how I was deriving a sense of purpose and fulfillment it was helping them. So when I didn't have that and I had extra time in my hands, I was literally like, 
what is there to do guys, anybody? <laughs> like it was a weird feeling. So I think engagement is, it doesn't have to be tied to a certain level of success. I think just mm -hmm. engagement in doing something that you love. And so I love that you mentioned that, that it, there's a, a million other things that you can do that are not sort of tied to like, I'm getting better. You yeah. could say I'm just getting different. I'm engaging in a different way. And it's giving me a sense of purpose right now. And also like, sometimes it'll just change, you know, you'll be yeah. super like, passionate about one thing. Danny and I were very passionate about body change and physique change and personal training and all that kind of stuff. And then over time that evolves into something else and doesn't. So I think honor that as well, you know, like go where the momentum is, go where your passion is, go where you're excited. There's plenty yeah. of things to do to stay engaged. The last thing it's funny. Cause I think sometimes because we can be overachievers, I was thinking about when I was in high school, I wanted to graduate early and I did, but there's, and I graduated college probably earlier than a lot of people do too. And now looking back, it's like, no one asks me, how old were you when you graduated? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you think it was like, Ooh, like, yeah, I thought it was be a little claim to fame. Yeah. I thought it was so special for graduating younger. And, you know, it made me think about, I was just thinking about your, um, stepmom cause she retired really young oh, and yeah, she's, I, she's, this is the best. And I think sometimes we are even going for that goal. Like, okay, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 45, I'm five by 50 by 50 by like, I'm going to retire young. But I think even, then what? even people who retire at 65 or 70 are like, then what you, you get to the end and then you're going, okay, now I got to find some stuff to do. And I've seen Jeff's parents, they both retired in the same year, but they had to find things to do. So now they're like out in the garden and they have chickens now, and they're, they're trying to find things to stay engaged. So you're always going to hit another level of, okay, now what? So this is just such a great topic because it doesn't matter. I think we're all going to hit that, whether it's big goals, small goals, we're going to hit a goal and we're going to hit a certain level. And then we're going to go, all right, now, now what am I doing? <laughs> what else? Right yep. now? What? Yeah. So I think, you know, and I think back to Mark Manson, like still push for the thing that you want. I love having dreams. I love having goals, but also realize that that's not the end of the road. And just be more ready for that and go, cool, what else do I have? And this is why also why I think it's really important to diversify the ways in which you get affirmation. You know, I think a lot of people, especially we have a lot of friends who are in their thirties and forties, and they spent a lot of years looking for the one, right. We talked about this before where it's like, that's a, it's a full on thing. I mean, people have whole businesses based on like helping you find the one and becoming writing a man list and becoming the person you need to become to find, to attract the right partner. And then I think a lot of people feel this sort of, it's like anticlimactic. They find the person, but now they have the relationship, but like, what else is there? You know? So I think, again, it's, it's just a cautionary tale for all of us to go and same thing with business body, same exact thing, different outfit, dive, diversify the ways in which you derive a sense of self. So it's like, yes, it's, it can't just be, and we have a lot of moms who, you know, their kids grow up and they leave the house and all of a sudden they're going, what, who else needs me, you know, or like, what else is there? Because they put so much of their self-worth into being a great mom, which they were, and they did their job. And then, but also like, what else is there? So I think diversifying the ways in which you feel fulfilled, whether it's from, you know, your work, your relationships, your family time, your off time, your activities, your hobbies, stuff like that. I think it's really important to diversify. Mm, love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for this like question and suggestion for so a topic because I really, really love it. Me too. And um, keep, keep hitting us with those either in the Facebook group or in our DMS. And if you get a chance and you have not subscribed yet, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review and a comment so we can read it. And uh, we love y'all. We'll see you Thank on the you next guys. episode. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.